morning hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful wednesday morning good old hump day is upon us once again and uh hope everybody is doing fantabulous today and uh appreciate each and every y'all for watching uh each and every day and it's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these uh morning devotions and uh just hope everybody has a blessed day today don't forget to uh, attend church tonight we need that midweek refueling particularly if you're uh, go to Fountain Life Bible Church. We're having we're having our annual uh, talent show tonight, so you definitely want to come out and uh, either participate or come out and support uh, those who may be performing tonight. And so, be looking looking forward to that. I uh, just want to give you a friendly reminder that, uh, of course, Sunday uh, at Fountain Life Bible Church will only be the one service, the ten forty five service, and no evening service uh, because uh, my dad, Doctor Vic Young, is uh, going to be in Sevierville. Uh, uh, ministering there at the Riverside Campground, and I'll be uh, bringing the message at the church on Sunday morning at 1045. And also, uh, don't forget, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Lord willing, I'll do my first live podcast, and uh, looking forward to that. And then on October 10th, I'm going to have Mr. George West come on the air, and uh, then uh, on October 17th, Carrie Astrup, and I'm asking several other people uh, and putting some feelers out there to come on the, on the podcast with me and uh, for some interviews. And uh, so I think it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to the future of this podcast. It's going to be on just a Bible study. We'll be doing interviews and talking to different people and they're getting their point of views on different things in the area and current events and such. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, so stay tuned. I got, like I said, I got a couple other, several other people I want to get in touch with and that's when to come on the air as well. So uh, I think this would be great. And like I say, uh, not only will this be on the podcast, but I'll also stream uh, live on YouTube as well. So, uh, so be looking forward to that. So, if you got your Bibles handy, if you want to turn to John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verses 2 through 3. So go ahead and grab your Bibles if you have those handy. And uh, just a little uh, disclaimer here. Uh, I hope that I sound coherent <laughs> for this uh, devotion this morning. reason being, I have to take... Uh, uh, where I'm still trying to recover from this surgery. I've still got pain. I'm, I'm trying to get over, and uh, I'm on a lot of heavy pain medication, and I'm telling you, it took everything in me to get up this morning. I feel so exhausted, so if I start uh, talking out of my head, you'll understand why. Well, more than usual, you'll understand as to why. So, John 14, 2 and 3 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So, uh, look at these passages. Of course, uh, Jesus is addressing the disciples here. And this is the night before he was to be crucified on the cross. And uh, he's trying to explain to them where I, what I have to do, where I'm going. You can't go with me. And, of course, Peter and some of them are like, why can't we go? And, you know, they, they did, I think even at this moment, I don't think they fully understand what Jesus was doing and what he came here to do. You know, just like Judas, he thought that uh, uh, Jesus was coming to to actually lead an army and take over, a little army and take over and uh, replace uh, Caesar as king. And so, um, you know, obviously that wasn't the case, but uh, so I think they still have some struggles there as to exactly what was going on. 
But Jesus is given this assurance, and it's not only to the disciples, but to us as well. And, and, and Jesus has never lied to us, and he's always telling us the truth. And so we understand that he, when that God, that Jesus, once he gave his life on the cross, remember, he, he took our place. You know, we should have been the ones who were beaten. We should have been the ones who been down the cross because we were evil. Our deeds are wicked, and uh, we deserve the punishment. And, but we, we have that debt. There's no way that we could pay, and Jesus paid the debt he did not owe, and so Jesus took that beating for us. He was now to the cross for us to atone for our sins, and of course, he rose again. But Jesus went beyond that. Not only did he save our lives, but he goes to prepare a place for us in heaven. Now, when you look at uh, the Greek uh, in regards to house or dwelling, uh, it may not be a literal physical mansion. It may very well be just that we are living in the presence of God. But you have to really think about it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying there's not real mansions in heaven. I always take God's word literal, unless it's allegorical or, or, or something like that. Uh, but it just... Um, you know, when we're in heaven, we're not going to ever be tired. We're not going to have to uh, uh, be weary. We're not going to have to worry about bad weather. You know, everything's going to be perfect. So really, what need will we have for a physical mansion in heaven? Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that there won't be, but based upon the translation and the understanding of the Greek text that uh, we're looking at more of, a, of living in the presence of God because we are his children, we're his family. Remember, when you give your life over to Jesus Christ, we are joint heirs to the throne. We are entitled to the same thing that Jesus are. We're equal with that. And uh, to me, that's a very great thing. And um, so, you know, uh, of course, I like to tease and talk about having a mansion in heaven and tell my wife that I want to have a bigger place than hers. And, you know, but uh, just, just tease and aggravating. But Jesus goes and he is going to uh, build a can't get it out this morning. Uh, we'll try to, uh, uh, and he will go and, and make a place for us there in heaven so that we can dwell for all eternity with God. And, you know, I can imagine uh, what heaven is like. Uh, we can read and study and, and have some sort of an idea, but to be in the presence of God Almighty, to, uh, uh, to sing praises to his name, we're going to see colors and hear music. Uh, like we've never seen or heard before uh, is being like anything in this on this world uh, And heaven is going to be a wonderful thing. You know, I think some people have this uh, erroneous idea that heaven is some uh, foggy looking place and uh, You know, it's like a dreamlike state. This is what what we're living in today is the dream This is the nightmare. It's, it is it is horrible But to heaven that'd be more real than anything we've ever experienced and uh, it's going to be tangible. It's not going to be a fog-like state. It's going to be uh, streets of gold. Good morning, Mr. Keller. It's going to be streets of gold. It's going to, you know, so, you know, we see heaven. We think of heaven. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And um, and like I said before, we're going to have things that we're going to have to do there. And, well, my eyes itch just so bad today. But uh, we'll have uh, things to do while we're there, not just sitting on our, on a stump for all of eternity. But not only will we be in the presence of God, uh, we'll get to see those who went on before us, family, friends, the apostles, the disciples. That'd be an awesome thing to get to see and talk to these individuals. And that's something to give us look forward to as Jesus uh, has prepared this place for us, past, present, and future, uh, those who went on before us and will go on after us. And uh, John, uh, I think he's talking about our glorified body as the bodies we have now are referred to as the tent shall turn back to dust. Well, uh, yes, we'll, we'll have new glorified bodies we go to heaven when Jesus returns. Of course, our bodies will unite with our spirits, and we will have new glorified bodies. And uh, so I'm, I know for one, I'm, I'm happy about that, uh, that uh, hopefully I'll have a body far better than one I got now. <laughs> 
So, but uh, but anyway, it says in verse three, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. So either it'll be the second coming, or when we go in the presence of God uh, when we die and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So it's great to know that we have that hope for the future glory. Uh, to be with Jesus Christ. We have that hope to spur us on to know where uh, we're going to be headed uh, once our work is finished here on this earth. And uh, this is probably some of the things I'll be talking about a little bit on Sunday during my sermon in regards to um, uh, the hope of the future glory and how short time is on this earth. And uh, because we're only here for a little while, we're only here just for a short amount of time. And we need to be looking towards that eternal hope. Uh, and, you know, it's so easy to be tied down and bogged down to the temporal. And it's so easy to be uh, focused on things of this world when we need to be more focused on the things of, that, are, uh, that are eternal and the things of Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's so easy to get sidetracked. It's so easy to, to for the old devil to sidetrack us to something else. And that's why we have to work even harder uh, to uh, to be focused on Christ and all things. So we're taking control of our thoughts, that we're staying in the Word, we're staying in prayer, we're doing these things because we have that hope for what's to come, that future glory, that you know that we'll be rewarded for those things in heaven uh, that we are doing here on this earth. And you know we need to make sure that we're humble before God in all things, in all areas of our life. I think sometimes we're, we're a lot of people are worried more about uh, instead of humility, uh, vain glory, and vain ambitions, and and because everybody wants their 15 seconds of fame, everybody wants a viral video. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. It's kind of painting everybody with a broad brush, but a lot of people are more concerned about that. Uh, in fact. Um, Brandon was watching her Dr. Phil yesterday, and uh, and he, of course, he had his uh, three thousandth episode, and had this some I don't know who the heck this girl was, and apparently she's some social media person, uh, YouTube, Instagram kind of thing, and you know it's like some of these people will do anything uh, for this for this little bit of fame and that's all they're focused on and we need to be focused on the things of heaven that's what we need to be focused on uh the things of jesus christ that's what we need to be focused on is the things of god how can we glorify god how can we honor god we need to put away in those vain glories and selfish ambitions who cares about that stuff you know uh, some of these, these women on these instagram things are scantily clad because they, they think that will draw attention and, and sadly most of the time it does but uh you know but they're seeking the wrong kind of attention. Man, if we could all come together and serve Jesus Christ boldly and mildly, imagine the difference we could make in this world and what we could accomplish and what we could do if we all set our minds on the things of Jesus Christ. Quit worrying about who we're going to offend. Quit worrying about, well, I don't want people to think I'm judgmental. I get so sick of seeing that. I can't see straight about this judgmental junk. Uh, they pull, totally pull that out of context. You know, I get so tired of, um, uh, of weak-kneed uh, individuals. Uh, anytime, just like, um, uh, oh gosh, my mind just went blank. Uh, anyway, one a government official here in, in East Tennessee wanted to set aside a day for prayer and fasting, and people were going berserk over that and saying separation of church and state. That just amazes me, the amount of ignorance that people have in regards to separation of church and state. So what does the Constitution say? Well, the Constitution don't say that. That was in a letter penned by, uh, I'm sorry to say George Jefferson, <laughs> by Thomas Jefferson, uh, that uh, he's talking about the government was to was not to interfere or impede our free right to worship. So the, the fact they're even using that is completely out of context and erroneous uh, to what they're trying to push, and so we should be able to allow to have prayer. If a coach wants to have prayer with his with his uh, 
team before a game, he should be allowed to do so. Uh, we should be allowed to be pray publicly. Whatever it is, we you know that's why we're we're not in a theocracy. We're allowed to worship. We have the free right to 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 worship however we want to. And I'm so tired of this freedom from religion organization trying to silence us, trying to quiet us. And it's time for us to stand up against these bullies and stand up for what is right and what is true. Stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter who it may offend, because the cross itself is offensive. People throughout history have been offended by the things of the cross because it brings them under conviction. And they can't stand it. They can't, and that's why they want to do away with that kind of thing. And that's why we have to stand true. Quit worrying about if you're going to offend somebody because no matter what you do, you're going to offend somebody anyway. So you might as well stand for the side of truth and what is right and what is honoring to God because, as we read here, that Jesus Christ, the night before he should be crucified, is telling his disciples, I'm going on to prepare a place for you, just as he's telling it to us, not only to them, but to us as well, so that they will have something to look forward to. They have something to, for, the, for the future. And that's what we as Christians need to do is to be looking towards the eternal Quit worrying about the temporal and quit worrying about those who we're going to offend. You know, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to intentionally hurt somebody or make somebody mad. I want to speak the truth in love. However, at the same time, we have to stand our ground as Christians and stand true and stand strong on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Because one day we will stand in judgment of God. And and once and for those things that we have done after we were saved, the things we would need to account for, and what have we done in God's name? You know, have you used each day to its fullest? Have you used each day to serve Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and being? We're all allowed at the same amount of time each and every day. How you use it? You know, we can be very busy and not accomplish anything. Are you using it to your advantage? Are you using that to glorify Jesus Christ? That's what you need to be asking yourself. And uh, and oftentimes we are very selfish because we are inherently selfish people. God's Word tells us that, that we are selfish beings. And so that's why we need to pray daily that we are selfless and that we are humble before the things of God. And when you can go before God Almighty and say, Lord, I humble myself before you. How can I be used? What is your direction? What is uh, what is your marching order for me today? You know, then God can start using you in a mighty way. But as long as you're focused on yourself, your problems, all those things that you think that you have to control or do, you're making those things bigger than God. We have to make sure we're putting God first, that he is bigger than anything we have to deal with. And he is in control of all things and all situations. We have to have that hope for the future of the glory of Jesus Christ. He is there, has prepared a place for us. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. We will get to stand in the presence of God one day for those of us who are saved. And so let's make sure that uh, uh, we're asking God daily, how can I be used for your glory? You know, we, as I, you know, I say this every day and because I want to make sure that you're clear that we live each day as if it were our last because one day it will be. This could be my last day on earth. This could be your last day on earth. Are you using it to glorify God Almighty? God never promised a tomorrow. God's word tells us not to worry about things tomorrow. Worry about the things of today. Now, that's not saying that, uh, you know, obviously we're not, uh, we're, well, I'm not going to pay this bill. Matt said that God said worry about today. No, you need to pay your bills or you're going to be out on the street and you're not going to have a home to, to live in and lots to turn on. You've got to look towards those types of things, uh, you know, take care of your home and your, and, and your duties. But the matter is spiritually, mentally, emotionally, take care of the things of today. And realize that God is in control and he's going to take care of you. Just he's trying to comfort the disciples. He comforts us those with those same words that Jesus is real. He's alive and he's gone to prepare a place for us. And, uh, you know, it's sad to, um, uh, you know, when I look at some of the comments on social media, just like I was reading yesterday about uh, uh, having this National Day of Prayer and Fasting and the amount of people who reject 
God, who reject Jesus, that we believe in a fairy tale, that we believe in something that's not real. I pity these people because if they don't turn their life over to Jesus Christ, if, if, then they will spend an eternity in hell. They need to understand that God is real, that Jesus is real. This is not imaginary. This is not some, some, some form of fiction. And no, I cannot uh, scientifically prove that God is real. We know historically that Jesus was real and that and is real and did exist. And so therefore, if he did exist, then we know that God the Father has to be real and true. You, you know, to, to deny that there is anything uh, that shows pure and total willful ignorance uh, that, uh, that we are just come from nothing, that, uh, that this world come from nothing, it's just, it's just willful ignorance. Uh, they are blatantly trying to thumb their nose at the things of God. And uh, it is... It is Pitiful. It is sad to see these kind of comments that people uh, that say that there is nothing, that there is no God. Uh, how what a sad and pitiful life that would be. What do they think? This is it. This is all there is in life. Why go on? What's the point? Why should we even breathe or live or get up out of bed the next day if that's, if this is all there is? I would have no hope. I would have no you know no you know without hope. You know, they say a man can only live so many days without food. They can only live so many days without water, without hope. You can't live but a few seconds. What is the point? If we have no hope for the future of the glory of what we're reading here, then why exist? These people are, are being blinded by the God of this world, and we must pity them. We must pray for them. We must find a way to try to touch them and talk to them about Jesus Christ. Oh, we, we can't force them to believe, but we have to try to plant that seed that maybe one day that uh, God will... will illuminate their hearts and minds that come to know Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. But it's very, it makes me very angry when I see these people who are online uh, trying to put down our faith and to mock us and to say that there's no God. You know, they, they would rather put their faith because uh, really, what, instead of putting their faith in God Almighty, they're putting their faith in science. They're they're still worshiping a religion. It's just not uh, it's not Christianity, but they're worshiping uh, humanistic philosophy. They're worshiping science. They're worshiping uh, climate change. Those are the things that they're worshiping instead of tr worshiping the one true God, God Almighty. Those they're chasing after false gods, and uh, they these people are to be pitied. Yes, it makes me angry. Yes, there's a lot of times I start typing stuff like, "No, what's the point?" Because there's only going to make that's what they want. They want to get to us. They want to make us angry but to live each day without the hope of the future of the glory of god of what we're seeing here and uh, what a miserable existence that would be to think that when we die that's it we're just warm food what a miserable existence but for those of us who are saved we get to look forward to the things of jesus christ we get to look forward to an eternity with god almighty and uh, that should bring you great peace and great joy that jesus has gone before us and he's prepared that place for us and we get to live in the presence of god almighty and that to me is very exciting so let us cling to that hope let us cling to that joy let us cling to the strength and the power of jesus christ alone and you will be far better happier for it and let that peace sustain you and fulfill you let us have a word of prayer Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to serve you each and every day. Lord, help us to cling to that hope, Lord Jesus. Help us to serve you well. Lord, uh, give us direction. Give us discernment and wisdom each day as to what you would have us to do. And Lord, if there's anyone that today that is watching this that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you be with our teachers, our parents, our children as they're going to school today. Let them get there back safely without any problems or complications. Uh, Lord, be with all of our families and, and people going to work, going about their errands, traveling, keep these people safe, all those on social media. 
who um, have offered up prayers and concerns. And Lord, uh, pray that you be with Michelle, who called this morning and uh, was needing prayer and help. And Lord, you know her heart and mind, what's going on there. And I, I ask everybody to keep her in prayer. And Lord, just pray that you be with this nation, to touch hearts and minds like never before. Uh, Lord, pray that you be with our first responders, our police officers. Let them know that they're needed, loved, and appreciated. Be with our active military. And Lord, bless our president and his family. Keep them safe. Give him wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every all for watching this morning. Again, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to be able to do these things and get to uh, spread the gospel message. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And as always, if you want to share these videos, of course, there's my social media on Facebook. There's the address you can go to on that. And, and Or you can go on Twitter and, and watch these videos on there as well. So, hope everybody has a great day today. Thanks for watching. And Lord willing, we'll get together tomorrow morning and do it again. So, have a good day. Thanks.